The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our city. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like the show, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Share it with a friend if you like. Want to thank our sponsor right off the top. That's the All Inclusive Podcast with Jay Ruderman of the Ruderman Foundation. Great cause, great podcast. Find that wherever you find your pods. And speaking of great pods, I hope this is a great one today. I think it will be. We have two uh, titans of industry here in the building, and they're actually here in person, in the virtual studio. It, now, it's not the virtual studio. I'm so used to saying that during the pandemic. The actual studio in Westwood, Mass. From the outfit known as Mail Secure, we have TJ Kelly and Will Plummer. Both are here in person in front of the microphones. The crowd is on their feet, gentlemen. Will, how you feeling? I'm uh, happy. Happy to be here. Thank you. You didn't realize we were recording a show until about 17 seconds ago. Uh, give right? yourself about four minutes. That's a, that's about right. <laughs> no idea we were doing this. So. And TJ, why didn't you clue him in? I'm just curious. I absolutely did. He just didn't, never listens to me. <laughs> that might be so. true. I did, that so actually might be the truth. We're going to go see the studio. We're going to do a quick show, see how the whole process works. Right. See how the sausage is made, it. as it were. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe Will chose what he um, wanted to hear. It is uh, Veterans Day, and Will, I, I just want to recognize that you were in the Army for 25 years. Is that right? Uh, that's right. Did you start when you were four years old? Uh, close. No, I, right, out of, right out of high school, 18. I was not an adult. I needed to be yelled at, so I just kept uh, getting yelled at. Where, what parts of the world did you see when you, were, when you served? Lived in Korea, Alaska, and then all throughout the States, then the Middle East. Or Afghanistan. You'll pardon the random questions, but it is Veterans Day, so yep. I, I'm just on my mind. Uh, do you keep in touch with those you served with? Oh uh, yeah, a good chunk of them. Actually, yeah. I, I had a real my career was in a really small niche community, so it was really easy to stay in touch with those same people. Mm-hmm. Very good. So TJ, we'll we'll go to you. You're, the company is called Ray Secure. It's, it's mail security, and it's a growing topic. It, it's if it hasn't grown big enough, it's it's certainly growing by the the day and the minute. And I take it every company should be worried about this, right? And so, yeah, tell me a little bit about the ground level of the company, where you guys come in. Sure. So we're in Westwood as well, which is, of course, how we found you, Dave. But so our company is, uh, we make and sell hardware that scans incoming mail, right? So people ask about why we're doing this and who we are. It's just about the sexiest topic in the world. (laughs) Mail Mail security. That comes into your mailroom and the security threat represented by that mail. But it is actually a problem, right? And that, of course, is why the company exists. So we were founded out of Canada. Mm-hmm. out of a group called INO, which is French for the National Optic Institute. And they are some of the leading uh, scientists in the world on optical uh, imaging and sensing and, and kind of detection. Mm-hmm. So our founder was working there as an entrepreneur in residence, and they basically handed him all this research they had done in development on and said, can you make a business out of this? And the reason for that is Canada being very Canadian, they have a, they have a legal requirement that any, any technology invented by the government in Canada if it won't jeopardize national security, they are legally required to offer it to the public sector. 
Really? Just, here it is. Take it and run with it. Mm. So that is where Eric Drew, our founder, got his start. And then he also got an MBA at, at uh, Harvard. So he was familiar with Boston, grew up in Nashua. Mm. So he moved the family and the company down to Boston a couple of years. And we got hooked up with Will uh, and his expertise as being an explosive ordnance uh, disposal expert, EOD. And uh, that's basically what Bomb Squad, right? That's Kind of, sort of, yeah. It's Bomb Squad, but better. It's the Army version. <laughs> so in any case, our business is to help organizations, mostly companies, but also some, some public sector, some governments, some uh, correctional institutions, check out what's coming in their mail. Right. Mm-hmm. So our devices can see through it. We can see through cardboard, paper, uh, plastic, basically everything but metal. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not x-ray. We're, we're actually much safer. You can stick your hands right in it. As long as you don't drop it on your toes, it can't hurt you. So that is a pretty big selling point for us. But the reason it's, it's out there is people understand that your front door is protected. It's locked. It's got video monitoring. It's got access control. You get a badge in, badge out. Every email that comes in your company is scanned a million times by all these things looking for viruses. Right. But what about the actual mail? Mm-hmm. Who's really paying attention to what's coming in your back door? So that is, that is what we do and why we're here. And... I take it that the people are wary of this, uh, particularly because of the ultimate disaster stories. And I'm, I'm talking about the reports of whether it be something poisonous yeah. or something explosive. Yeah. Is is that the the kind of thing that, well, first of all, is that the kind of thing that comes out of your experience from the, the military, Will, and, and why you're you're with Ray Secure? So we, we provide a service where the customer doesn't actually have to know what the threats are. They have to know that something doesn't look right. Okay. And then... They hit record, record a little bit, and then my team dials in, looks at it, and says, yep, this is something, or no, it's not. And then what are the next steps? For the first question, most of the time, it's nothing. It's also a lot of drugs. Drug dealers <laughs> don't stand on the street corners anymore. They've, they've moved off to USPS, so they just mail it now. COVID changed a lot of stuff. So, But that's interesting. So a company who might be concerned that their employees are receiving drugs in, in the mail and why might they be receiving drugs in the mail i can think of a lot of reasons there their, their, their yeah. wife might not want them knowing <laughs> getting drugs that's, or yeah that's like number that. one reason actually right is that, that right yeah that's the number one reason <laughs> so you can detect i mean how, you can't detect like sort of what drug it is i take it but you can detect no, it but we can tell you that it, so powder's moving around it's, a lot of times it's powder so drugs is a problem and and that's that's pretty straightforward it's it's illegal illicit and the interesting thing about it is corporations now are really having to look at what's our policy on drugs showing up inside of our own offices mm. before they just throw it away. Well, it's happening up now where they actually have to set a policy because a lot of that time is private mail. The other side is the really big threat that shows up. It's just white powder threats. It's just like everybody pulled the, the, the fire alarm when you were in junior high and we ran outside. Well, if you're a major corporation and somebody puts in a little white powder, maybe say 200 milligrams inside of an envelope, mails it in and it gets on your CEO's lap. Same things happen. Everybody's going outside, but instead of just the fire department showing up, now the news crews and everybody else shows up, and you're in the news cycle, and that's not what anybody wants to see. It affects the bottom line. So with your product, they can simply go to the, the scanner. Yeah. They go them, them, themselves, and yeah. then and then you end up looking at, the, at that image re- remotely, I take it. Yes, remotely. So, if, there's uh, a, if there's something that comes up that they just think is suspect, and most of the time, they, they just don't know what something is. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of phone calls for baseball caps. I don't know why baseball caps throw people for loops, but it's you look at it. And once you tell a baseball cap, they go, "Oh yeah, that's a baseball cap. I can see it now." I guess because it's shaped strangely, it's hard to it's hard to pack a, a baseball cap in a. They don't make boxes that no. shape. I guess when you like tuck it in on itself, right? So, and how often do you see one in the mail? Right? It's it's 
unexpected. Right. Now, your scanners will pick up. It's, if it's a Yankee cap, then alarms go off. And it, you know immediately, that, that, it immediately bursts into flames. Yeah. And then we do, in fact, throw the fire alarm so everybody leaves so we can call hazmat and decontaminate yeah. the whole thing. That's time. just good sense to me, right? With apologies to all of our customers in New York, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you can set it for a different team, I That's guess, right. if you're right. right. Customizable. Uh, so, TJ, we're, we're getting a flavor here for kind of what it is that you do. Can you give us some examples of some of the success stories maybe that, that you guys have had when you've really been able to help out companies that would say, geez, we, we, uh, we'd be in, in deep doo-doo without you? Yeah, well, honestly, Will's going to have some more detail, but a couple that come to mind. We had some of this more under non-disclosure, right? So I can't name names here. Mm-hmm. But the one that I love talking about is that we had a customer, a huge company, that everyone has seen and probably used, and they accidentally mailed themselves a pound of cocaine. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it, it went inner office mail from you know one one office to another across state lines, right? Like huge drug trafficking federal you know violation here. And the first time it when the first time it like went into the mail stream or, or whatever the case when it was mailed out, it got scanned by X ray, mm-hmm. and X ray can't really see powders. Can't really see liquids. So wait, if you don't mind, let me back up. What was the intent of the original sender when he put the cocaine in the envelope? So I mean, I don't drug traffic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there was one employee in one state to another employee in another state, and they just said, "I'm going to use inner office mail." Yeah. Oh, and this way it's not going to my front porch or whatever. So you know, hopefully some anonymity there. So it was scanned on the way in by X-ray and missed, and then it showed up at uh, at the satellite office or wherever it was, a couple states away, and they said that that looks weird. Can we take a second look at it? And they already had our system. Mm-hmm. So they ran it through uh, the mail secure system and they said, this looks like clouds. Why are there clouds in my mail? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they went and followed their security process, got, because uh, the mailroom folks are typically not security people. Mm-hmm. So they, they, instead of calling the police, they'll call the security department in their in their building. In their you company. mean it literally lo- appears to be clouds on the scanner, like fluffy or whatnot? Like, yeah, I mean, they would be black clouds on an orange background, but okay. you know, if you took a picture of the sky, white on blue, and you inverted the colors, you basically get black on orange. So it's, okay. it's fairly similar, yeah. Okay. And uh, so that, that's a pretty fun one to talk about. Uh, uh, Buttigieg. Yeah, so we protected mm. Pete Buttigieg when he was on the campaign trail for president. And so he, this is, you know, public information now. We can talk about it after the fact. So his male person, I don't know what her title was. Uh, she she was security. She yeah. was uh, basically a a marketing assistant. She was an English grad student from Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And uh, they put her in, didn't give her any training or anything. We dropped off the unit. Just, it's really easy to use. So we dropped off the unit the first, what, month and a half. I think she called us every three days. What's this? What's this? And right. towards the end, she was, she's like, okay, here's the monthly roll up of what we found this month. <laughs> and they got some really weird stuff showing up. Really? Yeah. yeah. Given, given who he is, what he represents, and, and where yeah. in the world he was coming from. And who he followed in, in, in that state. Yeah, that yeah. was a little strange. So he, we had him for, I think, five months or so, and there was a lot of stuff. That's where the baseball hats came from. Okay. Uh, those yeah. metal like election pins that everybody collects. Oh, yeah. Sure. Right? It, it shows up as a metal outline. Mm. Why is there metal in my mail? And then in that five-month timeline, they, they never had any shutdowns. They never got evacuated. They never had any serious security concerns for, due to the mail. And during that same time frame, Bernie Sanders got... Bounced out of his place, I think, four separate times. It's three. Yeah, three, it was three times. times. Mm. So that's a victory for <laughs> for yeah. the security teams. Yeah, absolutely. Good uh, good on you for protecting Mayor Pete there. And I imagine he was a little bit of a polarizing character, so exactly. I imagine he had special concerns for yeah. that. Yeah, there, so, there's a lot of targeting in, in the political world. Is any major company uh, a candidate for you to work with, or, mm-hmm. or, or are there some? So a company would be making a mistake if they said, well, we... We make French fries. Who the hell? Who the hell is going to bother? We're at the Orida company here, and we who's going to bother sending an explosive device to Orida? Or, but 
really just any company, the CEO could be a target, I yeah. take it, or what, yeah. Well, then it's interesting because COVID hit and layoffs or whatever else, and the perception of what companies are in the last 15 years, they become their own entities, right? So Wendy's tweets, I mean, and they tweet it. Burger King, and then they go back and forth. Yeah. Like there's a personality there, right? Right. So every company has that actually going on. And what's interesting to find out is oftentimes people are just mad at the company. Mm. They think they think there's something there that is unto to others or something. The other part is it's a lot of insider threats. People were laid off. A lot of people oh, were yeah. fired. And they already know how to spell the CEO's name. They already know who works where. They know how the inside works. So it doesn't look like the normal package that would come in with all the key indicators, you know misspelled this or oily stain there. They know exactly what it looks like, so it looks like everything else until mm-hmm. somebody opens it. Mm-hmm. Now, when to bring up the obvious example, the the Unabomber in the nineties, ninety six is when he was arrested. Ninety six, okay. And I I saw. I'm an expert on this because I saw a documentary on it, so I must, <laughs> so I must know all about it. But it it was just uh, chilling to to see what what that guy had manufactured in some cabin up in the woods somewhere. Mm -hmm. Is it a little bit of a frightful thought to think that technology keeps advancing and possibly bad guys could be coming up with even more sophisticated ways to send dangerous things through the mail? Uh, Let me answer that one with two parts. First off, the internet is the horrible place that you can do all sorts of horrible things, right? Like the Boston bomber, there's a lot of reasons why that bomb had was in a pressure cooker. It came out of an Inspire magazine online, how to cook a bo- how to make a bomb in the kitchen of your mom, yeah. and then move your way forward. The second answer to that is bombs don't tick anymore. Mm. So if you're thinking about like Unabomber-style stuff, somebody's going to hurt somebody. Mm. Firmware, everything's smaller. There's no need to, to have this huge contraption like he had. It's really, I can take this nano or whatever you want to use for your, your smart component to turn an electrical source on or off. Yeah. Charge it, set it for a time, set it for a radio-controlled transmission or any way you want to set it off, and it'll work. Mm -hmm. And the Internet will teach you how to make a lot of really dangerous stuff in not very big packages. Do you – are you known as someone who has nerves of steel? Yes. He doesn't want to answer that, but (laughs) yes. Well, TJ, tell me me why. Man, the stories you get out of this guy. I'm not (laughs) going to sit here and sing your praises. I do that enough of that at work. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I I can't speak to the experience that that Will has, obviously, the 25 years of – detonating or dismantling all the stuff that, that you would have been faced with in Afghanistan and other places. But really like you, nothing phases will when we see it in the news, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's a, and it will heads up the team, but you know, we have security folks that this is what they do. They, they analyze threats and trends and data. Right. And that's a big part of the service that we offer is that we're, and we're able to educate our clients for exactly the reasons you're outlining, Dave, that they don't understand that they have a problem. Right. Right. We get people who say like, Oh, we got a gun in the mail two weeks ago. And, Hazmat showed up nine months ago for that white powder downstairs, but now we don't have a mail problem. <laughs> right? So yeah. when you can connect those dots for them and say, well, actually, idiot, yeah, yeah. you do. So what, therefore, Will and his team monitor these things a lot so that we can see trends, Kevin, right? The the stuff that happened on January 6th was the most recent, like, major, I don't know, kickoff of, of threats, right? So first people were mad at the government, right? We already we saw that. That's why they were there. Then they were mad at the courts who were prosecuting the people, or they were mad that they weren't getting prosecuted, right? It doesn't matter where you fall on this. People are mad. Yeah. So that, that kicked off a whole lot of, th- and Will, to his credit, can see it coming mm. or can explain why it's showing up in the way That's that called it is. realism. It, informed it's by cynicism. a career of uh, living that pessimism, yeah. maybe. Right. 
It, it doesn't seem so hard to me, Will. It's it, first of all, everybody knows you cut the red cord, not the blue cord. I'm and, colorblind, so I don't know how. And then you went, did you know you <laughs> so can you can be an army bomb sack and be colorblind? Uh, MacGyver was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the other thing I was going to say. The other thing I say is, you wait until there's three seconds remaining before you cut the cord, yeah, because right. that way you get the full. And if you don't have a mullet, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. But but you've you've been there. You've been in in. Scary, scary moments, and you seem none none worse for the wear. Is it is when, I mean, I take it in your current job, you're not necessarily in situations like right. that. But, but is it? Are you wired just to say think of something like that as business as usual, or do, do you feel anxiety like the rest of us? Would? Well, the anxiety, obviously. I mean, it's, yeah. the, the reality is, it's, it's a lot of training, and then once you find yourself in situation the first time, you go, "All right, I think I know what to do. I better be right." Or I won't ever know. So let's go. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's called so, courage. I think and you, you got to tell Dave the the. I don't want to blow the the lead here, bury the lead. But the story when you they sent the robot in and you just sat and smoked a couple packs of cigarettes. No, it wasn't. A, it was one pack of cigarettes. Excuse me. But, so the number of cigarettes do, is that, the, is the point of the story. Yeah, well, so the anthrax threats hit in two thousand one, mm-hmm. and we had this. I was stationed in, in California, and there was this letter that came in for the commanding general, and. Everybody's scared about anthrax. Mm. People are dying, right? So we, nobody bothers to tell us what's in there. Just hey, it's suspect. Go take a look at it. Go down, cut it open. Powder falls out of the out of the package. That's fantastic. Mm. That's great. So they send the test kit up to us, bioassay kit, and we run a test on it. It comes back positive. That's even worse. Mm. Pro mask comes off because the reason I wear my protective mask is anthrax is two microns. It's going to go through everything in there. It's not going to filter's not going to catch it. So there's, basically, there's no there's no mask you can wear to. Not, not, not the what I had on hand. Not you, we had, yeah, okay. I was right. already. So, so you're looking at the situation thinking, I'm, I'm dead. I'm, well, I'm dead or it's going to be a bad day. But there's nobody's <laughs> going to come down there because we have a powder that hit positive for anthrax. Nobody's going to do anything. So robot goes back with the test kit. Robot comes back with a pack of cigarettes. I sat in the curb, waited three hours. <laughs> So the bioessence. Wait a minute, hold on. You you sent the robot out for cigarettes? No, 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 no. I sent it up to the truck. Okay, and then it it got sent back to so me with a lighter. Really smart robot. Yeah, Seven Eleven for it. So my whole team is sitting at the end of the road, staring at me by myself in the mail this parking lot, and so we're sitting there, and we had to take the test and run it out to an FBI lab to test. And it's three hours sitting there waiting, and at the end of the three hours... Now, at this point, sorry, at this point, you've you've been exposed to it. Yeah. Well, we have to assume that you have been. There's a punchline coming that's going to be... All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. You go ahead. (laughs) He's still here to tell the story. All right, good. So we're sitting there, and they send the thing away for three hours, and it comes back. And uh, so we... Bioassay tests are looking for pH levels. They're trying to see what something is by the chemical reaction. What has the same chemical reaction as uh, as anthrax and same pH level? I don't know. Meth. Oh, my God. Meth. So it was just some meth head that had sent uh, meth to the wrong address or yep, something. Absolutely. Wow. Most expensive mistake that meth head ever made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but really? three hours you'll sit there waiting for that lab test to come back. So And th- and you didn't have a smartphone. No. <laughs> this is two thousand one. No, middle of Mojave Desert, sitting there in the desert, just watching the sun Bored. go by. Yeah. Bored thinking about life. So meth comes in powder form because when I get my meth no, I mean when I've seen the, the crystal yeah. the chunks, but it, it can come in powder it form. It can come too, in all sorts of forms, yeah. Okay. Actually, um, i cut you off. The, the, what form does it take is actually a question we deal with kind of a lot oh, now yeah. because our system specializes in powders and liquids, right? And we say that because it, it, bombs don't tick anymore. The Unabomber was a long time ago. And, you know, the powders and liquids are where the threat is today. X-ray is 112-year-old technology or 120 or something like that, and it's excellent, but it has its limitations, mm-hmm. right? The powders and liquids are the biggest gap 
in x-rays ability to detect things. And the reason this comes up is that liquefied drugs are becoming more common almost every day, right? Yep. You can decontaminate the outside of the package a lot better mm. if you seal it up in, in seal meal plastic, right? Then you can hose it down or whatever. So the, the drugs, the drug dogs can't find it and all this other stuff. So liquid is actually a lot more common than people think. Trouble is it's like the worst way to get something through the mail is in liquid form because mm. people don't realize that, you know, postal service is delivering something like 14 billion parcels a day or some crazy number. And it all goes through rollers and sorted, right? So if you put a package of liquid in it, it's going to get like a, like a steamroller. It gets, it gets popped. popped. Right? Mm. And so you might get a, have you ever seen this where your mail shows up from the postal service and it's in a plastic bag and the plastic yeah. bag says like, sorry, yeah, right. <laughs> we'll try Something harder next wrong. time. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. That, that could be one of the many, many reasons why that haven't happened. But if you, if it shows up with stains of some sort on it, mm -hmm. likely there was some liquid nearby in a different package that, that spilled out on yours. So liquid meth just to, in fact, maybe more threatening than yeah. you put a lot of, a lot of drugs in liquid. Wow. The world just keeps getting scarier and scarier. I'm going to live in a cave. Well, I'm just curious. You're a good person to ask this. When you're at the airport and you're sending your bags through the scanners and the guys are looking, um, what are they looking for? I take it that the kind of things that you might look for, and, but but tell me. Okay, so you have to start that with the TSA has a 75% failure rate when they're tested <laughs> internally and 85% if somebody outside looks at them. So we don't know really what it. they're looking for. Yeah. Now they've, right, so they've got uh, algorithms that literally runs through and, and looks for uh, certain shapes and okay. pulls stuff out. It, it highlights things for them to take a look at. Mm. And it, it's actually pretty good. It, it's expensive and it's it flags a lot of things that aren't hazardous, but it's actually pretty good at picking out and giving them at least a place to look. It's not hard to beat. I mean, because you, the, the interesting about x-rays at the airport is you, as the person traveling, get to present your bag in the attitude to which you, well, let me use a different word, but in the orientation in which you want them to see it. Right. So if I want to slip something through, which is why it's easy to spoof them, is legally, they usually don't touch your bag until it's gone, been given to the screener to, to, to look at, and they'll pull it from the other side. Right. So if you put it the right way. You can hide the item. The x-ray is not going to pick up on it. Now, if they've got dual view or some other stuff, they might get at it. But mm. a lot of times, you can trick those if you just know how to put your, your bag together. You're not going to tell us how to do it, though, are you? <laughs> kind of just did. Yeah, kind of. So, in other words... The, yeah, but anything you want to hide, hide it vertically. Oh, hide it so vertically. So, if you put a gun so, flat, yeah. they're going to yeah. see a gun perfectly. If oh, I If you gotcha. put a gun vertically or a knife that's very thin, you can usually get those through. I mean... I do have a $600 federal fine I had to pay because I did get caught once. But mm. you, you can you can get through the airport a lot of times if you uh, put things in the right orientation. <laughs> we flew I hope your listeners just ignore that thing I just <laughs> said. <laughs> we, we flew home from uh, Orlando a couple weeks ago for a conference we were at, and I'm the idiot that like had a can of Red Bull in my yeah. bag. And he's like sneaking weapon or these could. I, I'm just two polar opposites. Yeah, yeah I, always, I always get pulled out of the line because my – my son is a Skittles freak. He's my son has autism, and for some reason, kids with autism they love that texture of eating the Skittles. So suffice it to say, my son he needs the Skittles. So I've always got a bag of Skittles in there, and for some reason, they always it's the food. Something about the food, or yeah. maybe or maybe they want to know, or maybe I could be hiding stuff within those those little candy coated uh, treats. But but like I say, TJ, like I, I'm. I'm just a dad trying to schlep his kid through with some Skittles, and I'm the one getting pulled aside. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to take a, a, a break for just a brief moment. When we come back, we're going to play a round of good stuff where all three of us will recommend something good for you, the listening audience. We hope you dig it. And we'll be back in less than one minute. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jay Ruderman, 
All Inclusive is a podcast focused on inclusion and social justice. Join me as I interview leaders and experts on the latest news focused on advocacy for social justice. In order to make progress that will lead to a more equitable future, honest discussions must be held. That is what All Inclusive is all about. Listen and subscribe to the All Inclusive podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Visit the show website for more information and full episode transcripts at www.allinclusivepodcast.com. And we're back with the guys from Ray Secure. By the way, go to the website to check out everything that the company is all about. Ray Secure is R-A-Y-S-E-C-U-R.com. You didn't put the E at the end? We, <laughs> did, we didn't name the company. We, we didn't, and it okay. came out of French Canada. So they, okay. that's translation. <laughs> well, it, once you see it, it's easy to remember. Ray yeah. Secure, R-A-Y-S-E-C-U-R. Dot com is where you find more about Will and TJ and everything they do. We promised we'd play a round of good stuff, so let's do it. Oh, that's the good stuff. TJ, I'm going to let you go first. Do you have something to recommend? Anything at all to our listening audience? So when we when we got here, you said good stuff is like a book or something like that. So yeah. I, can I do two? Yeah, what the heck. All right, do so two. I have a book and I have an idea, a good idea. Okay. All right, so I'll start with the book. That one's easier. So I'm in sales and marketing. So if anybody is, is inclined that way in sales and marketing, I'm going to recommend a book called The Conversion Code. Mm, okay. The Conversion Code. It is by an author named Chris Smith. He's got the most recognizable and unique name in the world. But Chris <laughs> is is a phenomenal uh, writer, speak Instagram influencer, if you will. But I learned a ton about sales and marketing from reading his book and following him online. So Chris Smith, The Conversion Code, highly recommended. I'm looking at it available, unsurprisingly available on Amazon and on Kindle and on audiobook. And uh, Yeah, version two of that book is coming out soon. He's, he's writing it now, and I'm excited for that one. But too. give us the thumbnail sketch. It's, it's, it's a guide to... Being persuasive in sales or? Yeah, so it's both sales and marketing. Okay. And so I, I actually got my start in marketing and moved into sales a little more recently. And so I liked the first half of the book more at first because I was more into marketing, but it's the first half is marketing, second half is sales. And it basically just makes you a better practitioner at both of those jobs. Uh, he is in the real estate industry. So a lot of it applies to the business to consumer model mm -hmm. when you're trying to sell to Joe Schmo off the street. But there's just a lot of great information for, for how to market your business. But you're in the world of podcast, Dave, maybe some, some podcast marketing ideas. Well, right? we're all in sales, That's whether it. we know it or not. And That's everything I've done in life. There's been a sales component. And mm -hmm. until you realize that, you're not truly successful, yeah. I think. Anyway, so good one, the conversion yeah. code. And what's what's your other one? My Go good ahead. idea, yeah, what's your good idea is for those that have young children, the good idea is to get your kids involved in music. Mm. There's not enough musicians in the world. There's not enough arts-inclined people in the world. And I say that full knowing how many bands are out there on iTunes and all the rest of it, Spotify. But still, for, for young kids especially, to be able to, to train them in a different way of, of seeing the world, hearing the world, producing in the world. Music does wonders for kids' brains and for just their ability to join a, a different style of activity. Sports are great. I play, I was a 12-season athlete in in, call, in high school, rather. I was on club teams in college. I love sports. I coach sports. I referee sports. But I love music even more, and I wish more people could do both of those things. So get your kids in music. Reminds me of a good quote by Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters and, of course, formerly of Nirvana. He said, and I'm quoting him, when I think about kids watching a TV show like American Idol or The Voice, then they think, oh, that's how you become a musician. You stand in line for eight 
bleeping hours with 800 people at a convention center, then you sing your heart out for someone, and then they tell you it's not good enough. Can you imagine? It's destroying the next generation of musicians. Musi- musicians should go to a yard sale and buy an old frickin' drum set and get in their garage and just suck and get their friends to come in and they'll suck too. And then they'll start playing and they'll have the best time they ever had in their lives and all of a sudden they'll become Nirvana. <laughs> so now, uh, do you have kids? I do. Okay, and uh, starting them off on... Anything in particular? Or? So I, I am also a music teacher in addition to all the oh, other cool. hats that I'm wearing. So yes, it. my kids are pretty deeply involved in that. Uh, we have a music room. Some people collect, I don't know, postage stamps or, I don't know, bomb paraphernalia or don't, don't go in my basement. firearms or whatever. <laughs> I collect scary. musical instruments. So I got a piano, a keyboard, five guitars, a bass guitar, two saxophones, a trumpet, uh, a drum set, a set of marching tenors, two drum sets, in fact. So anyway, yes, my What's kids What's your prized possession? Oh, Possession? Do you have, a, of the collection, do you have um, one of those guitars that you're not allowed to play, like the guy from Spinal Tap? I, no. I, I have a guitar that it. my kids are not allowed to play. Okay, well. Because sure. they're eight, six, and five, so they'll yeah. they'll break it. But uh, no, for, I mean, I'm a drummer first and foremost, so I teach my kids there. But, you know, my oldest is in trumpet lessons. They all take uh, piano lessons, and they just come to rehearsals with me and see the other kids. That are, so music, music all day. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Have you ever seen that bit on Jimmy Fallon where he gives the roots just instruments you would yes. find in your music class yes. and they play some song and they totally nail it he's done that for a couple different with a couple different artists and i thought it was such a cool idea that when my brother turned 40 he my brother's a musician in in san francisco he sings in a band and i thought as a bit at his party we'd have like the that those kind of like school aged third grade music class instruments and i had bring it up on stage and they perform a, a song with my brother singing lead. It, it didn't work well at all. It didn't work well at all. It's actually a lot harder to play one of those little xylophones than right. you think. <laughs> so right. anyway, I don't recommend that. Will, what's yours, man? Yeah, you go, Will. What are we going to talk about? Uh, look, I, I don't have all the book reading. I don't do all that stuff. <laughs> I don't but, read so good. Uh, no, I read okay. Just Anyway, I, I, this sounds dumb, but uh, Ted Lasso, if you haven't seen that show, it's – is dark. If we're talking about the world turning, it's getting dangerous and people are acting. At least there's one thing out there that's actually positive and it is funny. And uh, they drink beer through the whole thing. So I, I get a kick out of it. <laughs> Let's actually take a look at, well, we'll take a look. You can listen, listeners, to the trailer for season two of Ted Lasso on Apple TV. So, you heavily favored this weekend. You think this will end your embarrassing streak of draws? Lloyd, I've never been embarrassed about having streaks in my draws. That's all part of growing up. I got a question for you. Has a team guy like us ever won the whole chimichanga? No, for 40 years. Oh! No, you don't come through here. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I got you. It's like Dukes of Hazards. <laughs> Y'all probably call it the no. Earls of Risk over here. It's a terrible moment. What this world is about. We got to it's time for these young fellas to meet that guy. Oh no, Vanessa! I, you little turd birds, they're touching your toes. They touch each other's toes. <laughs> what? <laughs> How long was that? Not as long as last time. But nobody was hurt. Okay. So it's a good little flavor of you, you get the point, I think, of Ted Lasso. So I, I admit I started and I somehow I for some reason I stopped in season one. I haven't seen any of season two yet. But what people seem to say is it's so endearing. This, you yeah. know, Jason Sudeikis plays this. It's a fish out of water story. He's a he's a former 
a basketball coach or football, fo- football coach. He's yeah. a former football coach that's that's kind of jobless in the U.S., but for some reason somebody cooks up the idea to have him come coach soccer in the, in the U.K. And uh, But I guess what most people say about is they love that he, he's – it's funny, but it's not – cynical it's, there's actually kind of like strains of hope in all his yeah. ineptitude is that is that why yeah, you like much. it or? yeah that it it's uh it's different from everything else that you see like you, if you watch the nightly news and then you look at the rest of it it's just all let's just a, be negative and right aggressive. i saw an interview where he was promoting it and he said it combines two things americans love most kindness and soccer <laughs> <laughs> and yet yet somehow it's been a success yeah well haven't you heard soccer is the sport of the future and it always will be? Always yeah, will yeah, it always be. will be. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, off the board. What you guys talking about male security? It got me thinking about movies about. Th- there aren't a lot of movies about male security. Although now that I think about it, The Hurt Locker was kind of not, was oh kind of like that. God. So I'm that leave. Yeah, <laughs> okay. the cans are coming off. That's okay. a horrible movie. Okay. Well, I, I I imagine it must have been hell for you to watch because they probably got everything wrong, right? A good chunk of it, yeah. This, okay. is, this is how your local uh, high school marching band member feels about the movie Drumline, by the way. Oh, see? Well, there, there you go. I guess one time at band camp. That's it. <laughs> we don't, we, that, that line, listen, that line out of, uh, what is that? American, Apple, Pie. American, Pie, American Pie just Pie. ruined high school marching band for so many. I think my version of that is... see with a flute. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how the movie that you you think would be crafted just for you is usually the movie you hate That's because right. they're never going to get it completely right. My version of that might be uh, Fever Pitch with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore, where it's all Red Sox. But but it's but it's like what a Red Sox fan is is supposed to be like yeah. in the eyes of some movie Hollywood producer. They didn't seem like Red Sox fans at all in that movie, and it really bothered me. Anyway, so on the but on the subject of sort of security, this is more like cybersecurity and stuff, and subterfuge and all kinds mm-hmm. of spy like stuff. This movie called Enemy of the State. Now it's not a new movie at all; it's in, from nineteen ninety eight. But I think it's kind of a lost classic. Have you guys seen this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to play the trailer for those that that haven't for a little bit. So it stars uh, Will Smith and great Gene Hack. Yeah. Hey, do chicks dig lingerie? Hey, hi. What size? Yeah, right. She's uh, she's a, uh, she's a six. What about cup size? I'm sorry. Oh, oh, she's way bigger than that. I mean, uh, not noticeably. Help me. Robert Clayton Dean. He's a DC labor attorney. Take us around the other side. Focus on the drop. Is it a tape? A powerful man has been murdered. Holy... A hidden camera recorded the crime. None of this goes beyond us. We don't need any more problems, do we? An innocent bystander... Are those my Christmas presents? In your dreams, buddy. ...was given the evidence. We have reason to believe that Mr. Zavitz may have passed sensitive materials to you. Uh, no, he, he didn't pass me anything. How did you happen to be at Ruby's today? I was shopping for some lingerie. That's still legal, isn't it? For your wife? No, I was uh, picking something up for myself. I do a little cross-dressing on the weekends. Well, that doesn't hold up very well, does it? <laughs> Let's get into his life. Produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Take his wife and kid, he give it up for them. Target switching. Directed by Tony Scott. Why are they after me? Two targets, rooftop. You have something they want! So, that's enough, I guess, but... Such a good film, I thought. It, it's, um... I mean, Will, you could probably poke holes in this one too. It's not being completely realistic, but but it's Will Smith in kind of a kind of a forgotten movie. But the cast is unbelievable. Gene oh, yeah. Hackman's in there. John Voight, Jack Black is even in there as, as like a staff member. Seth Green, Barry Pepper, who's one of the underrated guys that that I love, 
and and then Jason Lee, who meets his demise early in the movie when he unwittingly stumbles upon this this tape of a congressman getting murdered. So, Enemy of the State, you can you can uh, rent it for like three ninety nine on Amazon, or if you have the app Fubo, because every, we all need another new streaming service, right? But I just I just happened to sign up for Fubo. Because it, you get all kinds of live TV. So if you're like at the gym and you want to watch something live. Because my shitty gym won't put the Patriots game on. That's how this started. What kind of gym doesn't have the... I'm in a gym in Walpole, Massachusetts. And I asked them to change the channel to the Patriots game. And it's in LA Fitness. And they say, um, sorry, I think the TV channels are controlled out of LA. What kind of business model is that? I ask you, are you listening, LA Fitness? <laughs> I know you're not listening. Anyway, you get what you pay for. But anyway, but thank you guys. I, I sort of buried the lead because you guys are on the verge of launching a podcast, which is your brainchild, TJ. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that? We need to educate the world, right? We just talked about how people yep. don't understand the, the severity of the threat. So all channels, all uh, ways to get the word out. So we're just trying to spread the word. Well, I think you guys are naturals. I think you've passed the audition with Flying Colors, so congratulations. We'll get more applause here than... <laughs> You're not getting any work, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I don't get it home either. I'll get you guys a keychain that has this. You just hit the button anytime, anytime you want. We all need it occasionally, right? My thanks to... And again, you go to raysecure.com for all the information about the company. It's R-A-Y-S-E-C-U-R.com. Leave the E off for excitement or something. So I hope you guys had fun. We did. Thank you very much. A little bit of fun. Thanks, Dave. Painless. Okay. Very good. Thanks for being on the Boston Podcast. Thanks to all of our listeners. If you like this podcast, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like your own podcast, kids, go to pod617.com to get started. You could be right here in our Westwood Mass Studios or producing it remotely. We'll ship you out a quality USB mic, not one of those crappy ones, and you could be the next big podcast star. On behalf of my friends from Ray Secure, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston, but if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody.